This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. What did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? Here's Jerry Callahan. All right, angry mobs are forming in New York, uh, which means, I assume, fires will be set, uh, buildings will be looted, stores will be looted, violence, uh, shootings, uh, muggings, beatings. I will give you the latest on that. Business owners who want to go to work, which means there'll be no damage at all. But we'll we'll tell you all about the big mob gathered in New York, and we'll hope uh, hopefully they'll be start start gathering everywhere. We have the biggest hypocrite, dirtbag, lying Democrat politician of them all. I know we've had a lot of nominees for this prize, but I think we have a winner. I've already decided who I'm going to miss the most when the Trump administration hits the road, and that is the lovely Kaylee McEnany, who was on her game again yesterday. Uh, Her husband caused quite a stir, the uh, Tampa Bay Ray, at the press conference. Aubrey Huff, you know, sometimes I think he's one of our guys, but not yesterday. He had the biggest dink uh, tweet I think I've ever seen. Um, Big day today. Big day today. It's the... uh, 44th anniversary of the uh, debut of Rocky One, the uh, second greatest sports movie ever. We'll tell you who the American Film Institute thinks is number one, and it's a joke. And Turtle Boy has been targeted by big tech again. Milo Yiannopoulos, Alex Jones, Laura Luma, they got nothing on our guy Turk Turtle Boy. We'll tell you about his travails, his latest travails with uh, big tech. All that today on the Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at DCU. Dot org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right. Cullinane's here and TB Turtle Boy is here. Turtle Boy is on the ropes. First of all, it's not just the anniversary of uh, Rocky one 44 years ago today. I will say it's not the my favorite movie ever, but it had the biggest impact on me ever. I was one of those people that, you know, went out and, one of those kids that went running and uh, and uh, drank drank raw eggs and tried to be Rocky for you know a week or two. Yeah, and, okay, right. As a kid, as right. We all did back in the day, but it's right. also it's also Cullinane's birthday. I guess I got to give you credit. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Know? Yeah, I'm not a birthday guy. I'm not a birthday. Not guy. a birthday guy. I only saw 73 tweets at uh, 6 a.m. Oh, celebrating your birthday. I'm a Twitter engagement guy. You know, if they're gonna tweet at me, I'll show them some love. You know, that's all. But I'm not you a birthday. Show them guy. some love. You were looking for a little pat on the back. Oh, he's, no. he's working. He's working on his birthday. Big no. day. No. Uh, what? What are you? Uh, what's the family doing for you? What's? Uh, let me guess. You're gonna? Oh, you can't really. There's not a lot of places you can go. Yeah, having a little low key birthday party at home. Yeah, low key, nothing, not really a birthday party. I can't go get uh, my special drink at uh, my favorite bar. I can't do anything. So it just, uh, you know, whatever. We'll be at home and I'll have my Pink Whitney with me and we'll have a little time tonight. What time does the first Pink Whitney get poured? Oh, man, it sucks that there's no football on this afternoon. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe maybe a one after lunch might be nice. Maybe around one we'll have a starter and then we'll and then we'll ease into it later at night. You know, I, I, I wish there were football. I enjoyed, uh, I didn't watch the whole game, but I enjoyed flipping on a real football game 
Uh, it wasn't a great game, but it was competitive. Baltimore Ravens beat the spread and uh, and cost the bookies in the casinos a lot of money because nobody thought they had a shot. Everybody, hey, on this show, we all made our picks. And Shattuck, who's our, uh, who's our uh, handicapper, he picked the Steelers. I picked the Steelers. So did uh, Colin A. We were all wrong. The Ravens, led by Trace McSorley off the bench, uh, beat the spread, covered the number, and it was uh, it was mildly entertaining for a, for a Wednesday afternoon game. It wasn't bad, but uh, see, Turtlebud doesn't know this because his cable company shut the cable off. He's, been, uh, he, he's got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah, no Fox. Tell you that much. Since when did the Patriots ever go on Fox twenty five? What uh, the Patriots were on Fox twenty, Boston twenty five. They're always on CBS, and then all of a sudden, Patriots, Patriots didn't play. It was the Steelers in the ring. Yeah, you, you are <laughs> Captain Randall. No, no contact turtle boy over there. Well, we, yeah, we're on Fox this weekend. Well, we need to make it clear. You're referencing the fact that I couldn't watch the Patriots game on Sunday because that's, that's called humor. I'm I'm sorry, Turbo. I know you're not familiar with this. It was a wisecrack because you've been targeted by big tech. No, but I really did. I tweeted about how I couldn't watch the Patriots game. I thought that you were referencing that. But yes, I have been talking about t- unrelated. Correct. The, uh, oh, sorry, was- we missed the tweet about your cable being. I'm banned from everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like, I like, I like, I like, I like having you on for this because here's what drives me crazy, and I give you credit, Turtle Boy. You don't get as upset as as I do. I mean, uh, I've been targeted by Twitter. They just keep taking followers away. And by the way, um, Apple. I some reason we lost a bunch of uh, reviews. Yeah. You know, and and I don't get that. Why why me? Like why do they care that people reviewed? And you know most reviews are positive, and they just what was what was it like thirty or something one day were just gone. Yep, uh, Dave. And and, and I don't. Way, they're not like they're not like politically motivated reviews. Like your your Twitter replies. You know, and not that I'm giving them you know any credence to do what they do, but your Twitter replies are acknowledging your statement on politics or some kind right. of cultural issue, I can kind of not not agree with it, but see it. The reviews are like, hey, Jerry, loved you on the radio, but I love you even more on a podcast. Like, it's it makes no sense. I, I have no idea why that happened. I, and, and you can't find out. I tried to find out, like, how that worked. Like, you've tried to find out these things. Uh, and I, I'll, we'll get to it, Turtle Boy, because it's fascinating. But here's what drives me nuts. It's the people who don't think it's a problem. And, you know, because it's you or it's Alex Jones or it's Milo Yiannopoulos or whoever, they say, yeah, so what? It's them. And and worse yet, we have liberals and you know all the names who encourage it and they don't they want more censorship, you know, yeah. like uh, like Sheldon Whitehouse or what's yeah. Weldon Shithouse. He, you know, he wants more people. And then and Chris Coons, these senators who are asking big tech to do more censoring. It's so and I rarely use this term, but it is so un-American. And I, I, I fear that young people, you know, obviously most of them are liberal and they're stupid. And to quote Kamala Harris, you know, the, the 18 to 25-year-olds, you know, they're all stupid. And they think, what's the big deal? He's Turtle Boy or he's Alex Jones. So what if they censor him? But think of what they're doing. Uh, and I, we mentioned this about Laura Loomer, who ran for Congress and was unable to use email. She couldn't, you know, I, I understand people think she's nuts, but you know who I think is nuts? Ayanna Presley. I think Elon Omar. I think they're nuts. Do they get banned from, from using email or paper? Sean King posted the wrong name of a police officer who did nothing wrong on his page and, like, urged people to go after him with 2 million followers. Happens. And, and there's... And there's 
no repercussions. So they never feel that uneasiness that you feel when you get censored right. or you get banned. I know the feeling, not like you do, not like you do, but I know the feeling like, you know, big brother's not just watching me big, big brother's out to get me. Yeah. And then you watch yeah. a hearing and, and obviously you're rooting for, you know, Josh Hawley and Tom Cotton and Ted Cruz who are, who are legitimately yeah. going after five of them. Yeah. Uh, um, can you, can you lean forward? You sound like oh, you're okay. do this. Yeah. There's like five of them, Jerry. That, that's See, the I'm going to ban you. If you don't speak into your microphone, My bad. I didn't know it's so far away. There's um, like five of them. That's the right. problem is that Democrats are united and they realize that traditionally they're the people that would try to break up these monopolies, you know, right. Right. But they're benefiting from it. So why would they ruin a good thing? Whereas Republicans are so obsessed with their principles that we don't believe in regulation, even though you're doing it to a point where you're losing as a result of that. This is why Democrats win because right. they think big picture. They think like, how can we do anything to win? And Republicans think like principles, shut up with your principles. And, and, and when you see it's, and, and we can get to the, uh, the latest in the, uh, uh, stop the steal movement uh, and, and what uh, Rudy and, and what the president did yesterday to call out the thieves who stole this election. As I've said many times, they stole it fair and square. I, I understand it's not going to get reversed, but let's be honest. There was a lot of fraud and Trump and Rudy and their people are pointing it out on a daily basis. And and, and we can mock them because they're not going to win, but, but, it's like the same people say, so what, you know, you know, who cares? So there's a little bit of cheating going on. So what our guy won well, and, they, and the censors are on their side. You know, we know Zuckerberg, we know, uh, you know, Dorsey are on their side. And now we know, you know, pen PayPal is on their side and, and, and Gmail is on there. And, and there's virtually other than parlor, there's virtually no big tech company that isn't on their side. And so young people who are in college that's, you know, who are learning, they're, they're learning that it's you know, no big deal. It's, you know, they're on our side. When you listen to these senators and congressmen, it is amazing how few really cherish, really value free speech and, and, and you know, the American principles. They say, well, so what? What, uh, what Turtle Boy did was, was wrong. I didn't like it. So, so shut him up, ban him. Uh, don't let him speak. It is scary, but even makes it even scarier. Turtle boy is how few people, at least on one side of the aisle, think it's a problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, why would they? They're, they're, they don't think big picture because they know that they control the institutions. As long as you control the institutions, you don't have to ever worry about it happening to you. They know that liberals will control social media forever and that it's okay. Like they're not worried about like what, what if this comes back to bite me in the ass? They've never thought about that because why would it? We control the institutions. Have you, have you seen, you've seen obviously Alex Berenson on TV many times he's yeah. the, he's kind of the go-to guy for a uh, coronavirus talk. He's very, he's a smart guy. He used to work at the New York times. Uh, I you know it doesn't make, but he's written, uh, I think three booklets about the coronavirus. He updates them and, and his latest one has been banned by Apple, and he is apoplectic. He goes on these shows, and he goes, I don't understand why Apple banned it. It's the truth about masks, and he gives you a balanced view of masks and why they. some people think they work and some don't. they don't, and Apple banned it. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Um, I mean, not Apple, uh, Amazon. Amazon banned it. I'm saying that is frightening. Here's a guy who, uh, you know, not really a firebrand conservative, not, he's not 
like you. Uh, he's, he's, I don't even know what he is politically, but he's very I've never heard of him before coronavirus. That That's a good point. Uh, he's, he wrote uh, spy novels, I guess. And, and in his spare time, but you're right. Never heard of him. Never saw him. Now he's everywhere. And he's got these booklets and they look like they're pretty uh, informative. If you want to learn more. He's selling them on Amazon, right? That's the, and then they got taken down, I believe. On Amazon. Yes. Right. The, the, the big problem there with all these companies is like, their goal, traditionally, a company's goal is to make as much money as possible, traditionally. But the problem is all these companies have adopted this idea that they have some sort of social responsibility. No, you don't. You have a responsibility to make as much money and line your investors' pockets as you can. That is your job as a company. But instead, because Alex Berenson's book would probably sell tens if not hundreds of thousands of copies, and Amazon would get a cut on every single one. They're literally just pissing money away because – you know, we we have social responsibility, Jerry. That's what I, I've said all along. Like the media, in general, they don't care about uh, anything, uh, at least until they get their guy elected. Stopping Trump was the most important thing, and and you would say the same thing about Amazon and and PayPal and Twitter, and they all they're all they all had the same goal, the same priority, and it was stopping the you know the orange godzilla and they did it and they were instrumental in it and i think someday if there are any you know impartial historians they will look back on this as this this watershed moment where big tech joined with big media to stop one man or one movement and succeeded at least temporarily succeeded but let's get to your case because it is it, it is amazing how few people i mean if you weren't here with me I don't know that I would ever hear about it because, you know, Twitter bans you. Certain things they just can't do. They just can't tolerate. And you and I talked about it before we started recording. You can't defend Kyle Rittenhouse. You can't um, question masks or uh, social distancing or lockdowns. You can't question the conventional wisdom or at least the, the institutional wisdom on on fighting the virus. And you can't um, bring any balance to the discussion about transgender issues. If you don't buy in completely and think that Elliot page is a national hero, you, there's no place for you on social media I, I, with the exception, I guess, of parlor. But if you're going to question, you know, transgender, the, like bathroom bill, the bathroom bill or boys, identifying as girls and dominating girls sports. You want to talk about that? You have one choice. Uh, <laughs> it's not a choice. You have one way to go. You're either all in or you are banned as, as, as we well know. Um, but now we got people getting banned by different, different uh, big tech companies and they don't even let you know. They won't even let you know why. So you've been banned by, obviously Twitter and Facebook in the past, you've made comebacks, you've been banned, you've made comebacks. In this case, it's PayPal. And the most interesting thing to me about this latest move by big tech is they refuse to tell you why you're banned because you're turtle boy, I guess, but they won't tell you why you're banned. Correct. That's correct. I called their customer service and they made it very clear to me that this is not a mistake. There was a thorough investment. Cause that's what I said. I'm like, I think you made some sort of mistake that go, Oh no, 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 no. We, we've looked into this. This is that we know about you. 
We know you're on a, you're on a, it's very clear I'm on their list. Like, they, I, which I'm almost flattered by because I've reached like crazy Laura Loomer status, Milo status. Like, it's kind of cool to be thrown into that group of dissidents. Um, even though I think they're a little bit crazier than I am. But, uh, well, I was actually to that point, I was actually going to ask you because you've researched this. Like, how much is controlled by an actual human? Because you can. You can narrow it down to a certain extent, like you can automate AI, all that good stuff. Yeah. Get down to, I know what Turtle Boy does on the internet, yeah. and I narrowed it down to, all right, here are 50 problem people that use my service, and now I'm gonna, I have to have a human being monitor their actions, right? Yeah, you would think so, and I used to think that about Twitter and Facebook because some of the posts that were taken out were so ridiculous, and I'm sure there is some automation into it. But I'm just, I feel like I'm kind of selling myself short when I say that. I feel like I, mi- I might be on their list. I might actually be on their list. They might actually know who I am. And it's flattering that these douchebags would want to ban me from their platform. I'm clearly doing something right. So I'll wear that as a badge of honor. And I will find a way around it. I mean, I've already got a donation button up there. Like, we'll survive. People will freaking send me money orders. Like, I'll go around passing a boot around to survive if I have to. Like, I've overcome worse than this. So bring it on, PayPal. And, and I give you credit. You have the best attitude. I'm not sure I can handle it. I might be at the breaking point if I were you, especially they're messing with your your livelihood. This isn't just some wacky guy tweeting about uh, you know about, about Elliot Page and and uh, or Bruce Jenner or whatever, and they're they're saying no, no, none of that. That has been uh, removed, and you've been suspended and go about your life. This is your life, and I've said it many times, and I mean it. You're the best reporter in New England, one of the best in the country. You break stories that. Uh, many media outlets, including, of course, the Boston Globe, wouldn't touch. The Boston Globe is in the business of suppressing the news that Turtle Boy breaks. They're in the. They're in. They're your anti-establishment. They are. They are the establishment, and they will never criticize or, or you know, even take a stand on this at all for free speech. They will never take a stand for free speech. The Boston yeah. Globe is much yeah. like the New York Times and the Washington Post. They support the suppression of free speech. That's the scary point we've reached at this this point in time. And I don't know when it uh, reverses course. It's going to get worse. Obviously, people voted for lockdowns. People voted for big tech. I mean, not. 80 million, but at least they didn't vote for big tech. You know why, Jerry? Because Donald and, and the transgender thing, these are great issues. These are winning issues. But the problem is Donald Trump did not make it an issue. This this should have been brought. You know what they should have said? Dirt, like when he was asked about climate change, he should have said, nobody right. can talk about climate change. Well, let's talk about something that actually affects people who have daughters. Let's talk about transgender athletes in sports. Let's talk about big tech censorship, about the right to use PayPal and the right to use some of these things. They're against this. Why? What's Joe? You know, he never brought it up because Trump always fell into the same bullshit yeah. trap that the media. That's why I think you and I agree on one thing uh, above all others is that we are looking forward to someone else taking the mantle, taking the baton and advancing the cause of Trumpism. Yes. But that person is going to be smarter than Donald Trump and more right. articulate than Donald Trump because I mean, it, it was frustrating watching him debate because, you know, he thinks he's a great debater and he dropped the ball so many times. And obviously the game was rigged and you had Biden stooges like Chris Wallace, uh, you know, as, as um, moderators. And you're right. He, he should have, you know, who did that it was Mike Pence. Mike Pence that asked some stupid question about climate change trying to trap him and he would say i want to go back to whatever That's because good. mike pence is smarter and if the next guy whether it's christy gnome or ron DeSantis or 
Josh Hawley talk. I think, you know, all of the above will be smarter. Will they be as charismatic? Will they have attract as big a crowds? No, but in that situation, they will know what uh, the, the winning issue is. And you're right. I've said, I said this the other day about the transgender thing. Well, yesterday we talked about it uh, with, uh, with Shattuck because of uh, Elliot Page. And by the way, if you call her Ellen Page, you're going to get banned from Twitter. <laughs> you, you have to call. But if you ask if Elliot Page is now a heterosexual male, is that what he would be? Yes. Yeah. He was a lesbian, and now she's a man, so now she's a heterosexual male. He's a straight white guy at this point, isn't he? Gay. Um, I mean, Wikipedia says he's a gay male now, but this he's not a gay same, male because he's married to a woman. This is the same chick, by the way who about a year ago went on uh, the Stephen Colbert show and cried about Jussie Smollett. She had one of the greatest Jussie Smollett. Oh my God. In my heart, it just, it goes out to him. These are the kind, if you believe Jussie Smollett, you're mentally unstable. This one's clearly not stable. These are theatric people in general in Hollywood. They're attention seekers. This is what they do. All she's doing is just reiterating that like transgenderism might be a mental issue. Right? I, I, I want to get to that. See, Cullinane, see if you can get this rant because it's great. She was on, you said it was Colbert, right? I, 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 I forgot about it. I heard it last night. It is unbelievable. She's crying and blaming Mike Pence for uh, what happened to Jesse Smollett. The vice president of America wishes I didn't have the love with my wife. He wanted to ban that in Indiana. He believes in conversion therapy. He has hurt LGBTQ people so badly as the government of Indiana. And I think the thing we need to know, and I hope my show Gaycation did this, in terms of connecting the dots, in terms of what happened the other day to Jesse. I don't know him personally. I saw, I sent all of my love. Connect the dots. This is what happens. If you are in a position of power and you hate people and you want to cause suffering to them, you go through the trouble. You spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen? All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me, as always, is Dave McDonough. Dave, we have a new Treasury Secretary announced. What's going on with the market? How are they reacting? You know, Dave, uh, Dow 30,000, balloons coming down, confetti, the whole thing. I think the rationale behind it is very simple. A lot of folks out there expected Liz Warren to get that position. She's anti-business, anti-financial. That is not the case. We have Yellen, the former Fed chair, uh, more moderate. Wall Street liked it, financials energy stocks rallied on that news. So sum up, we're actually going to give out a Outlook for 2021 report here. Great report that you got to get your hands on, but you give me a quick 15 second Outlook for 2021. Well, here's the deal, David. It's the, we're the largest independent research firm of the world, LPL Financial, and that's truly working for the individual investor. There isn't any pitch, any product to sell. It's simply looking ahead and saying more stimulus is going to happen. More spending is going to happen. Inflation is going to creep in. How do you protect your portfolios? This is how you start. Get your hands on 2021 Outlook. So big brain stuff. LPL's 2021 Outlook. You got to get your hands on it. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. It's got everything you need to know in there. Go get it. I know we're going to give away hundreds. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, thank you very much. My pleasure, David. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. I need to hear your story a little bit more about your story because this pisses me off when people don't think it's a big deal. And I've heard, uh, you know, Tucker's done this and others, like uh, Laura Ingram done it and, and, but not enough. And here's why 
is because people think, oh, you're not allowed to tweet. So what? You know, you know, you know, you know, Facebook has limited your reach. So what? But it goes beyond that. And there will be a point and you'll be our uh, canary in the coal mine. No more PayPal. What else? You know, and, and no more email. We pointed out Laura Loomer couldn't email her, you know, the people when she was almost, you know, when she's running for Congress. They can ban you from uh, Uber, or they will. Uber is another left-wing outfit. They can uh, ban you from, um, uh, obviously, Lyft. Um, uh, you can't, like, order food. Um, you can't charge. How soon will it be? And now we're in this credit card society where nobody takes cash anymore. So if the credit card company or the bank doesn't like you politically, they can ban you. Who's what's stopping them from doing that? I mean, you could get banned from everything tech. You know, every yeah, tech. They realize they can't stop you because the government can't censor speech. So they, they just this is what my book was about. It's like the end arounds of stopping free speech. And usually it's financial. That's how they get you. Like everybody needs money to survive. So they can find a way to make it impossible for you to make a living off of the things that you're saying. Then they can effectively silence you. And, you know, they tried with Facebook because most of my traffic came from Facebook. They got that page taken down, traffic decreased. They got me banned from Google AdSense. So I can know, and they have a monopoly on digital advertising. So Turtle Boy Sports effectively doesn't make money, which is why I had to create TV Daily News and clean it up so I wouldn't get banned by Google AdSense sense then i got to create uh then i'm banned for twitter for life and i got to buy a new computer and use a different thing to even sneak on to twitter uh so it's all this is why because because you break stories i mean you're not you're political obviously and and you're you know obviously on the wrong side of the aisle but you know i am too and they don't you know know, there's lots of people uh and we talked earlier about like ben shapiro they don't do that to ben shapiro Shapiro. michael knowles or you know even Dan Bongino, there's lots of outspoken conservatives that they really don't mess with like they're messing with you. You're right. You got lumped in with the lunatics, the Milo and Laura Loomer and Alex Jones, which is a compliment. Your your profile has been raised, but it makes your life difficult. And they target, they pick on the people like you as opposed to a Ben Shapiro. Maybe they'll get to him next. I doubt it because he's no, seen- They don't go after Ben Shapiro. First of all, he's not nearly as controversial as they say. He's pretty right. nailed post and safe in general, but they know that taking down a guy with 3.4 million followers, that's too big. They can go after me because I'm small enough and it's not going to create enough head wave. You go after the, you know, a, a conservative influencer like that, it gives, it gives away their hand too much. They can't do it. So they try to go after people, you know, for they, like that guy, Carpe Donctum, the one that made Trump means that he retweeted, you know, you, right. you see a lot, that's one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to get retweeted by Trump. That's how you get on their list. Jeez, <laughs> oh, people people generally are honored. They say, "Oh, got retweeted by Trump." And the next thing they know, they're they're shadow banned. Uh, but we are hoping. Uh, tell me this, and again, you are uh, my expert on this. Our expert. Why? What's the resistance to repealing two thirty? I've seen. Uh, I've read everything I can read on it. Uh, I understand it was a different world when the internet started these companies that you know google if they, they weren't the biggest companies in the world the way they are now google's the biggest company in the history of the world um and there it seems to me that they are defying the government or defying you know parts of the government defying the the senate in this case and saying go ahead you know do what you want they are so big they don't care so why don't we repeal 230 and at least give you know someone like you a fighting chance 
I mean, because I think the argument, well, conservatives are so against regulation and half of the conservatives in the Senate are owned by Google. They all take Google money. They're not going to go after these companies. I, like there's like five guys, it's like, you know, them all. It's like Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton. There's like four or five of them. That's it. Matt gets That's all. That's all we have fighting for us. Democrats are, are championing it on because it helps them out, obviously. And it's Orwellian. I mean, like, so now, so now they're going after the finance. Like first they go after social media. They can't sign and see that way. Like, okay, well let's go after the financial institution that aren't really even doing anything. They're just the medium that exists so that you can exchange money between willing people in this country who are willing to to pay money for this service. They're like, no, you cannot pay money for that service. We won't allow it to happen. So then you have to go to a different financial institution, but what if they go after them? What ultimately has to happen here is some of these companies just got to get balls and tell these mobs to fuck off. If you do that, they will go away because they only have the power that these companies give them. Stop giving mobs on Twitter power. They're irrelevant. But think, think of what they can do. Obviously, PayPal is now, they, they banned you for life with no explanation, correct? No so next, again, if it's a bank or financial institution, they could deny you a credit card. Then what? Deny you a mortgage, a oh, car loan? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. So, so you, if you are an outspoken conservative and maybe you don't, uh, you're you're on the fringe. You're not as big again as uh, whatever Dan Bongino, but you're you know in, in you know Turtle Boy level. You can't get a car loan, a mortgage, a credit card. Your job is threatened. You can't raise money or make money. What they can do to you is frightening, and again, makes it more frightening is that you have so few defenders. As you point out, this this five guys in Washington. What if they pay them off? So anybody who steps out of line, anybody who questions, oh, I don't know, you know, the the recount, the transgender issue, anyone who says Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. Well, you want to hear you want to hear a funny story about this? So uh, I have a couple of contacts at the Daily Wire and I contacted them when I was banned for Twitter for life. And I said, are you guys interested in doing a story on this? I kind of have a big platform and a bit of an influence around here. Are you interested in writing about this? And they ran it through. And the, the person I spoke with was going to do a story on it. And then it was it was basically crushed because they said, we don't want to attack Facebook and Twitter too much because that's where we get most of our views from. Ben is a really big influencer on there. We don't want them coming after us. So that's what the Daily Wire, that's what Ben Shapiro is, just a gutless hack who is going to go along with the establishment in order so they don't come for him next. Well, isn't that the goal? If, if The goal is to not just ban you, but to intimidate yeah. others to say, and I, and, and I, you know, I got to admit if they, you know, they come after me, I'm going to be like, holy, holy crap. I mean, we had one person, one, and I don't want to get into it, but you know, one person come after our advertisers, which happened every day on the radio. We thought we were getting away from that. It happened here. And your initial thought is, holy crap, they're coming again. They're, they're, they're coming after us again. And you say, can't we, I mean, isn't, you know, we're done on the radio where we thought we could say and do what we wanted. And now they're coming after us on the podcast. And we're thinking at what point are you allowed to speak your mind? Are you allowed to just have the freedom to, to form an opinion and articulate it without someone saying, no, that's not the right opinion. Um, You're on, on, this is on Apple, Spotify, right? right. Spotify is woke. They've, they've gone, they've taken some Rogan contact down. What happens when you get on their radar? On well, that's what I was going to say. Like ours, not that we're, that's a fortunate situation, what happened to us, but like Turtle Boy, your career, you've said this, is based on social media, right? Driving traffic from social media to your website and, ta- and taking donations from listeners 
that you need to be on social media platforms to right. get said donations. Right, right. Like, it's, it's literally your career. And you're lucky that you're one of the savvy ones who knows how to work. I mean, you're an idiot, but you know how to work around those problems. They lost their job, basically. Right. Like, like you just have somebody else run the Twitter account. That's not me. Like, that's my way around it, you know, or we'll figure something out. Like, because pe- people, the fo- turtle riders also feel censored in this. And they are, in fact, right. because the, the social media company is telling them, no, you can't read that. You can't donate to that. Even though you want to, we're not going to allow it to happen. And people aren't going to put up with that. They're going to, they're going to find a way around it. Yeah. I got one guy that literally sent me cash in the mail. I wouldn't recommend doing that, by the way. <laughs> in the mail. I'll take it. Uh, that might be the only way you can make you a like Bitcoin. You got to go cryptocurrency. But, and I do think when you see a warning label on a tweet like they do to every single Trump tweet, I don't know if you saw the numbers over there in the campaign, Twitter put a warning label on 325 Trump tweets. Zero Biden tweets. Not that Biden tweets his own. I mean, it, Biden's are like fortune cookie uh, messages. It's just some some hack who who says, "Oh, we're all going to come together and you know we are the light. They're the darkness." It's just worthless. So I mean, there's no reason to put a warning on them. But putting a warning on makes it more likely people will read it. Banning it makes it go away. It's. I mean, they can ruin you. They can. It ruined they're not gonna ruin me, Jerry. I'm not going to allow it to happen. They're good. They can save you the whole list of things they can do. They can right. make it impossible for you to get a credit card, a car loan, a mortgage. We'll figure it out. I'll build my own car. Like we'll do it. Trust me. Somebody will make me a car. Right. Your riders out there could probably make me a car. Like we'll figure it out. Like the people united when they feel censored, they will cut, they will rally together and do it. And I have no problem being the martyr for free speech. I will be the leader of this movement. I, I give you credit. Do you ever think of how much easier it would be if you were, what's a liberal equivalent oh, of you? Yeah. Obviously, obviously you know, the people who work at the Glo- Boston Globe and think they act like real jobs. They think they're actual journalists when we know they're just hacks and they're like charity cases. John Henry has it as a, uh, a vanity project for his wife. There's not, it's not real. Jur- Same with the Washington post, by the way. Um, but there, the liberal equivalent of you has no such concerns. They don't ever have to worry about being banned from anything. I never thought about it. I told you. I told you yesterday. We were right before the show. We went on. Uh, Sarah Silverman, the comedian, was right. on a podcast, and she said, "I can she, not no humor attached to this whatsoever." There was no joke. I can say it. play I want. it, play I, it, because it's unbelievable. I heard it's unbelievable. She just says, "We're liberals. We can say anything." It's incredible. She admits she knows she can do or say anything and never has to worry. That's a great point. She admits it, and the uh, conservative equivalent of her, which I don't know what it would be. You know, who's the uh, conservative equivalent of? of uh, I don't know. Um, you know, Greg Gutfeld. Yeah. <laughs> and, Jerry, I would. Ha- I was on pace right now. I would probably have on Facebook close to half a million Facebook followers at this point. On Twitter, I would probably have over a hundred thousand followers on there, and I, it would ju- it was growing exponentially. And so I can still get it. Like I still have our followers, but without social media, you can't grow. Growth is really important. I mean, I found you on Twitter because I would just tweet at you. Like it's really these are really important tools to get the attention of other people that you normally could not. That's just how it works in the digital age. It's where everyone is. It's a public square. Then and, and uh, it, um, again, it's something the other side doesn't worry about. So the other, not only do they not worry about, they applaud. They applaud. Oh, good. Take Turtle Boy down. And and I'm looking at the comments now. A couple of people calling you or us, you know, cupcakes or snowflakes because you complain about it. And like, yeah. 
Try living a day in Turtle Boy's world where he has to wonder if some big tech authoritarian liberal asshole is going to ruin his livelihood. I mean, yeah. that's a burden that only, you know, a rare, uh, only a few people have. You could be two things and survive. You could be liberal or you could be boring. I guess you could be both and that's, you know, redundant. But if you don't, if no one cares what you do, if you're just sitting out there, you know, tweeting about, you know, what you had di for dinner last night, you're not going to get censored. Right. It will never happen. Tim Poole had an interesting tweet yesterday. He tweeted out something to the effect of like, I wish you could invest in YouTube stock, YouTube people. Like I see a lot of people on YouTube where I'm like, that guy could be a star. I'd like to invest in that. Can I, can I, in, can I invest in social media influencers? And the answer to that, what I would tell him is no, you can't because at any moment your investment can just be completely wiped out because some douchebag in Santa Clara presses a button and decides you can't be here anymore. So it's, a right. and, and, and as we know, everybody in Silicon Valley is a former, you know, staffer for, uh, you know, Barbara Boxer or, 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 you know, Gavin Newsom, they go from working for those uh, people to working for Twitter or you're Google. not being just either. Literally that guy, Andy stone worked for Barbara boxer. We went through his fucking resume. Like, the, yeah, that, and, you know, but he's not the only one. It's, it's a revolving door. Now they're going to go from Facebook and Twitter to working for the Biden administration. That's the, how it works. This is the swamp. Like you are, seeing, are the swamp. Joe Biden is the swampiest candidate. He's swampier than Hillary Clinton. The people he's bringing and, in here. And, and, and it's amazing. After all we've learned about the swamp, after all we've learned about the deep state and the FBI and what they did to, you know, Carter Page and and and, and Roger Stone and Papala, people voted for that. They voted for it. It's remarkable that the, the you know what what happened in the last four years, and now look, it's gonna ha we're going back in time. We're going back to the days where, uh, you know, the swamp could comfortably sit there and uh, not worry about being exposed because they're all in it together. But we, you and you and I agreed that Trump as an advocate is um, not the most articulate guy, not the most uh, well thought out, uh, uh, does not make the most well thought out. Thing, but we need, like you said, somebody that knows what they're talking, who's a little bit more familiar with the subject. Like Trump's an entertainer. He's not a, a thinking man. So Trump says he's not going to sign this defense bill unless they include the repeal of 230. Is that a wise move? Will that work? it's a great move. It, like that's what he should have done a long time. And, and it, it seems like he knows the end is near now. And this is like, I, I need to go. I need to do this. I need to do something on the way out. I don't know if it will work, but it's a good like threat almost. And because Trump, and that's his big thing has always been like, um, he's not a war hawk. He's not a military industrial. Right. He took on the military. And that is why some conservatives don't like him. And that's why Democrats have turned themselves into radical war hawks. Because let's be honest, Except for a few, they were the whole time. Yes, and and Biden is the worst of them, or among the worst of them. So we will be going back into endless, pointless wars, ten thousand miles away. There will be uh, caskets coming back to uh, joint based Andrews, and you know, I'm sure he'll be there to greet them because you know it's a good visual. But uh, well, they'll be uh, reading something else now, the, the bases. But go ahead. <laughs> that's true. Was he was was he a, a Confederate? <laughs> Well, it doesn't have to be a Confederate. They took down the freaking Ulysses Grant statue. You know what? I, you know what? I think I, I got a joint base Elliot Page. What do you think? Joint, joint base I, Elliot Page? I like you. You like he, it? He's also he's part of the patriarchy now, so that's also probably. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. So it's got to be someone that went the other way. The other. Yeah. 
Yes, that's <laughs> and the other direction. Right. Well, you know, we don't have to get it. Like you're, you're going, you're becoming privileged, right? Like, See, I think, I think you and I disagree on this. I don't blame Trump at all for fighting to the death uh, or his or his surrogates like uh, Rudy and uh, you know Sidney embarrassing. It's because true. hold on, because you know and I know there was massive fraud. You and I know know there were these dumps of ballots at three forty in the morning. You and I know that dead people voted. People voted twice, and people there was all kinds of shenanigans. If you don't like the term fraud, and how you would ever expect Trump, who you know he's not again the smartest guy, but he understands that he was cheated. How do you expect him to do this? To just say, you know, they cheated fair and square and move on? Yeah, Donald Jerry, Trump? Jerry, I think you're do what you people are doing is uh, a losing strategy. There is a strat there is something here that needs to be addressed that's actually fixable. And that is the practice of mail-in voting itself. Donald Trump lost right. this election because Democrats had 3 months to get the laziest most apathetic losers to fill out a freaking form and send in a self-addressed uh, self-addressed uh, envelope that's already got a stamp on it into them. They had three months that as long as that exists, they will do nothing but win elections. And guess what? It's a fixable problem. State legislatures can just outlaw it in the Republicans control. The majority of state legislatures, even in swing states like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. So that's what you got to do. Talk all this talk about fraud and dominion. This is all just a big distraction. That's not fixable. It can't go anywhere and mail-in voting. And there will be very that is true, of course, but it's, I mean, that's for next time. And and I said on, on November 4th, I said, tell me the Republican who agreed to allow mail-in voting. Just name names, and I will blame it all on them, because that's the way the door that, that opened to all this fraud was this mail-in voting and the lie that it wasn't safe to go to the polls because of COVID. I mean, obviously, the same people were in the streets marching, protesting, celebrating after Biden won. Those same people said, oh, no, 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 I can't wait in line and and, and vote. Uh, that would be dangerous. It was a lie, and it worked. I mean, again, they viewed Trump as evil. So anything they could or, or would do or able to do to stop him was fine. It was, it was, it was- Mr. McConnell's been packing the federal courts for the last four years, right? Like appointing conservative judge. I think that's his thing is getting conservatives appointed to federal judgeships. So we control judgeships in a lot of these states too. So all state legislatures have to do is pass bills outlawing mail-in voting and it will be upheld by the judiciary in these states because Mitch McConnell did his job too. And by the way, if you don't do that, we'll never win another election. And that's what I mean by like- they you don't do it. I mean, and unfortunately they have early voting in Georgia uh, and, and Stacey Abrams is- uh, rounding up her troops and they're, they're voting and it's going to be uh it's a little scary to think that she might be able to steal this, these two seats too, but no, no, uh, those seats are not in danger. And uh, unless, unless we're trying to stop that are Republicans. That's true too. And we can get to him. We can get to that nut uh, Lynn Wood, but uh, what's the woman's name? The Victoria, you know, remember Victoria Jackson from SNL? Well, she apparently was uh, um, sitting with Rudy Giuliani yesterday in this hearing and it was comical. And I understand. You want to mock Trump, mock Rudy for doing this? Fine. Go ahead. But don't blame them. Don't blame them because they know this was stolen. They know there was massive fraud. And they can't just sit. It's just not in their nature to just say, well, I mean, it's, if, if, if this were George Bush or Mitt Romney or John McCain, they'd go, you know, they stole it fair and square, shake hands, write a note and be on my way. 
That's not the guy we voted for. That's not the guy who was president for the last four years. He's never going to accept this. And, and, and if he hits the road and starts doing these rallies for the next four years, get ready. Cause if it's an hour long rally, 45 minutes of it will be spent bitching about voter fraud. So get used to it. But can we hear from, uh, what's the woman's name who uh, worked for Dominion? Do we have her name? Oh, yeah. What was her name, Terror Boy? The woman who was uh, uh, last night. Name is Melissa Caroni, C-A-R-O-N. Melissa Caroni was there at this hearing with Rudy, and she kind of went off the rails, and uh, uh, we're not sure if uh, she's telling the truth or not, but uh, she was kind of entertaining. The, the, poll book, the poll book is completely off. Completely off. Off that 30,000? I'd say that poll book is off by over a hundred thousand. That poll book. Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? Did you do you even know the answer to that? No, I guess it's, I'm trying to get to the bottom zero. of this here. Zero. There's zero. So, my question then is if the guess how many? Wait, what about what about how what what about the turnout rate? A hundred and twenty percent. Let's uh, let's let Representative Johnson ask his question. <laughs> so the poll book number, okay, there, there's two things that could happen here. Either the poll book number, if, if ballots were called multiple, multiple times, there, there's two options. Option number one is that the poll book numbers are not going to match. They the, don't. The actual. Not by thousands and thousands of votes. That's not what we see right now. You that, take a look again. One. Take a look again. Option number two is that they essentially were, were filling in names of people who didn't vote. That, Dead that, people too? So is that – Let's I guess, let is that Representative Johnson ask his question and then when I he's done – I thought that done, was his answer. Okay. Well, I guess that, that's uh, well, my, my question here is why – we're not seeing the poll book off by 30,000 votes. That, that's not the what case. What did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? <laughs> that, was that was a long one. I just wanted to hear that. that, that um, your, your theory is she had a couple of uh, Cosmos at lunch. She was white girl drunk. If you're not watching on Facebook or on YouTube, yeah, Rudy is leaning over and tapping on her shoulder and saying, please stop. Uh, it, it must be frustrating if you're Rudy because you have people like <laughs> Melissa and Shiva. 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 Uh, was part of the team. I got to say, though, Trump, and he got mocked, obviously, on all the you know, usual places. Trump's 46-minute presentation was as good as it gets from him. He followed the script. He didn't go off the rails. He held up charts and graphs. Now, no one wants to, I should say, you know, most people, they, they don't want to hear it. They want to move on. But he holds up a graph, and it shows the spike in Biden votes at 3.40 in the morning. I'm going just hold that up and stand there until everybody well, sees what, it. What does that prove? That's a Shiva tactic. That's that proves there was a ballot dump at three forty in the and, morning. And, and you and I were sitting here. You and I were sitting here till midnight watching Trump build this huge lead, and it disappeared like that. Yes, I know that, Jerry. But if you had a ballot dump from Cambridge, you would have the same exact effect. That's not exactly surprising that ballot dumps from urban shitholes. Ended up with a Democratic spike. That doesn't prove. I, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Usually, when a guy's up double digits with eighty-four percent voting, you've never seen mail-in voting. You've never seen mail-in voting, and that doesn't mean that they cheat. Well, we have in some places, but you're right. It was. We can all agree that the it's all the Republicans' fault. If they agreed to mail-in voting under the pretense of COVID. They blew it. They should have known. They should have seen this coming. It must have been a big celebration at the DNC the day they said, "Oh, good, we got." Uh, mail-in voting everywhere we can cheat, and they did. And my hat's off to them. 
God but bless them. Like, it, it's something I wish we could do. I wish we could cheat like they can. So you know? Republicans made this sound to their base, to their supporters, like we got something here because you know Sydney, what's her name? Like she got Michael Flynn out of jail, so she's got like a, a good reputation. Lynn Wood got the Covenant kids, a nice settlement from CNN. Like these guys have good reputations, and so you trusted them. And it turns out if you're bringing this woman up there and just saying, "Oh, it's not thirty thousand, it's." One hundred thousand. She's saying that guy was a Republican too, by the way. Like she's just ripped. Oh, you guys don't know. How about dead PayPal? Like you're not. You have. She has nothing. She's just literally talking out of her ass because she's trying to gain clout in the MAGA world, and now she's famous. I'll probably write about her because I freaking love her. Like she's hilarious. <laughs> I'd like to hang out with her. She's like a Hunter Biden, like one of those people. Like she looks like a good time, Jerry. Yes, yeah, she does. She looks like, you know, those glass, that hair could come down, the glasses. Yes. Come off. I've, I've yeah. seen, I've seen that movie before, but, uh, and Rudy I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, she's not, uh, a DUI virgin. I I'm willing to so bet you all, the, all the states will certify the electoral, uh, the voters, the electors will vote on the 14th and all this will be over. But for the rest of our lives, we will know because there will be proof. There will be evidence that they stole this one fair and square. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know what else to say. There's tons, there's vast uh, amounts of cheating and fraud out there. We've seen it. We've heard it in Nevada, in Pennsylvania, in, in uh, Michigan, but you know, they did it. They accomplished their goal. They got the, the, you know, they got 80 million people to vote for a guy that nobody cares about, that nobody likes. It just, it's, it's amazing. It goes down in history as uh, the most popular presidential uh, candidate ever, Joe Biden, <laughs> who, who won't even make it to the uh, to run for re-election, as we know, uh, you know, as long as he keeps playing with his dog, you know, and getting hurt. But uh, anyway, my prediction is every month or so, we're going to have a new Joe Biden uh, injury, and they're going to run out of uh, of ways to say he hurt himself. You know, it's going to be, oh, yeah, he hurt himself working out in the gym. You know, and it's going to be a competition with fat. He's he's going to be walking into walls. He's going to be you know getting out of bed, tying his shoes. He's going to like break a hip, and we're going to say, oh, you know, he get, he was sparring with uh, with corn pop in the gym or something. But get used to it. Get used to it. But first, let me tell you about Shea Concrete. Maybe you need a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They they partner with. Easy set worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support with a focus on cost efficiency and quality control. Each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these 
buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right. Did you see Kaylee McEnany yesterday? Who is just, I'm going to miss her. Uh, I know she's not really going away. She'll be around for the rest of our lives. She's 32 years old. But yesterday she did a press conference, and I love this when they do this. They bring out the the video screen, uh, the TV screens, and they start showing all the hypocrisy of the uh, Democrats uh, during COVID, and they remind everyone what kind of lying, hypocritical assholes we have uh, making the rules and restrictions, which, which by the way, Kaylee McEnany does this uh, presentation, and I don't think she included the Austin mayor, the mayor of Austin, Texas, who is my new choice of the biggest lying hypocrite out there. And again, that's, there's a lot of competition between Gavin Newsom and Lori Lightfoot and, and uh, Gretchen Whitner, Whitmer and Karen Polito. They're all full of it. They're all liars. They're every all hypocrites. Are you Walsh? Like you forget like every, both Cuomo brothers, every single person who's told you to stay home, you got something out there of them not staying home. Except, because- except one. And I'm counting on you to get this is Charlie Baker. I predicted Six months ago, he would get caught visiting his father in the nursing home. I guarantee he's done it. Um, it's it's your job to catch him doing something. Could you get on that, please? I can try, but I feel like uh, Charlie Baker's pretty well protected. He's he's a sharp guy. He's a CEO. Like he's the kind of guy that knows how to cover his tracks. He's no Karen Polito from Shrewsbury. He, he's a little sharper than that. All right. Well, the mayor of Austin, um, Texas, takes the takes the prize, and it, it, I'm not sure you could become more hypocritical, arrogant a Denver guy. The, the, Denver guy, the Denver guy, well, what the Denver guy did was tell his people not to travel. And he was like on his way to the airport. This guy in Austin was already in Cabo. He, he, he um, made a speech or, you know, did a uh, address, you know, on, I don't know what on Facebook or whatever, I believe it was Facebook to his constituents telling them not to travel. I don't know. Do we have this Dave? Keep in mind, Okay, listen to the words, and then we'll tell you where he was sitting, standing when he did this address. Uh, the, the thrust of the most important messages trying to get out to the community right now is that our numbers are increasing, and everybody has to be aware of that. And, and we need to, you know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to, to keep the numbers down. This is not the time to, to relax. We're going to be looking really closely. All right, now, now, now I want you to keep in mind, this is uh, Mayor Steve Adler saying, Stay home, and this is not the time to relax. Now, the Denver mayor did it before he went to the airport. This asshole was in Cabo, in Mexico. How did they figure that out? Did they recognize a hotel room or something? He took took a private jet with eight people. uh, I assume they weren't all masked up and socially distanced. A private jet from Austin to, uh, to Cabo, and then in his luxury oceanfront villa, did this address telling people to stay home and to, and, and to not relax. It is amazing that uh, you can be this arrogant. Obviously, I don't know about the guy. Obviously he's a total asshole and a total fraud, but you know what? Turtle boy, you and I both know it. He's a Democrat, which means he won't quit. He won't get defeated. He won't lose. He won't ever do what he tells everyone else to do. They don't care about that when their own people like Coon man is still the governor of Virginia, Jerry, people forgot that he, that could, the blackface KKK picture. Right. Describe that. 
That's you true. Governor for anything. Uh, um, and, 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 and this guy will be his governor, uh, mayor of Austin, as long as he wants to be, but the list and somebody made a, a bingo game and we have, and there's literally 50 of these examples of these Democrat mayors and governors and public officials like the one in LA we told you about yesterday who said, who banned outdoor dining, essentially ruined the livelihoods of these outdoor, of these restaurants. And two hours later was sitting at a restaurant in Santa Monica having dinner after voting and declaring that it was quote deadly and dangerous to eat outdoors at these restaurants. Bill Murphy got caught at a crowded restaurant a week and a half ago. And then yesterday he tweets out a picture from a bar in Bergen County saying, good, I'm glad you got shut down and find and, and, and shut them down and find them a restaurant. Yep. And we caught him. I tweeted about it. It's amazing. This guy was caught at a restaurant over Thanksgiving weekend. That's like a week ago, whatever, not even two weeks ago, with his family, a big group, no masks, no distancing, out to dinner. And in, in his tweet, he literally says, look at this, no social mask, uh, no social distancing, no masks. Um, we can't have this. And I'm going shut down. And he goes, good, at the end. Oh, good. That's right. good, good. These people are, are evil. I'm not kidding. They're not obviously, uh, you know, murderers or anything, but they are just soulless, heartless monsters who are destroying lives and we'll do it again. And we do it every day. They're destroying lives and they don't even care. They're like, you know, like their their heartbeat, their heart rate doesn't even go up. They destroyed lives. You're right. He writes, the owners were cited for noncompliance and municipal officials revoked their outdoor dining permits for the next 30 days. Good. These people are doing exactly what he did. Yeah, exactly. Good. He says, good. I'm, I'm happy. By the way, he made all his money on Wall Street. He's a New York City like investor, multimillionaire douchebag, Phil Murphy. So, of course, the Democrats nominate him because a white Wall Street douchebag is is the, is the a walking caricature of the Democratic Party. But uh, these people, they don't believe. They do this because, A, they two things. Number one, they know that they're going to get reelected anyway because – their, their voters are very stupid people who don't care. They just simply right. do not care about this. And number two, they didn't believe any of this to begin with. Nobody actually believes this. Nobody would tell you it's deadly and dangerous and then go do it. No, absolutely. Uh, if, if they really believed it was deadly and dangerous. But the most discouraging thing is you're right. They will, you know, Cuomo, if he runs for re-election, will win in a landslide. You know, Baker, oh, probably not running for re-election, but, you know, Whitmer, these are people who um, they they depend on these stupid people, these lemmings who just go along and say, "Hasn't he done a wonderful job?" And they don't pay attention to the all the hypocrisy and the lies they keep hearing about. I tell you what, last night was fun to watch. In fact, um, it went well into the night in Staten Island. Uh, uh, De Blasio and Cuomo, you know, they came up with this arbitrary plan where they banned you know, bars and restaurants in certain neighborhoods and not in other ones, you know, hot zones, red zones. So they shut down this bar in Staten Island called Max Public House. And a block away, according to his lawyer, a block away, you could go into a bar or restaurant, but you couldn't. But this guy's life, they just basically said is over. No more, no more livelihood for you. We're going to ruin your life. And the guys said, no, we're not shutting down. They sent in the cops, the sheriffs, handcuffed and arrested the owner and dragged him out for trying to run his business immediately. Uh, you know, this is Staten Island. This is Trump country. This is not, you know, Manhattan. 
this massive crowd show up. They've estimated that I think 2000, 1500 or 2000 flags, you know, American flags, Trump flags, uh, you know, uh, uh, back the blue flags. And I'm, I'm just guess the property damage they did, the fires, they, you know, the, 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 uh, arrests. Give, give me a number. Guess. That's zero, zero. 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 These are God fearing American, you know, law abiding Americans who are upset. But I wonder, will this be a, a sign of things to come? Will this happen again? Will people stand up for the rights of their, you know, local, you know, bar owners, restaurant owners, gym owners, and uh, and you know, I don't know, protest? Do you call that a protest? Demonstration? What do you call that? Um, I I would think it's civil disobedience. It's not a riot, that's for sure. And. Yeah. Uh, but they're sick of it. They're sick of it because they know, A, there's no science behind it, and it doesn't really Did stop. you hear how they caught them? The police did an undercover yeah. sting in which they went in there and they bought clam chowder or something. It's, they literally went in there like, I'd like to order um, a Coke, please. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and it's like you said, I'll give you credit. You said uh, they, these cops have to wake up and understand that these are the people on their side, the ones mm. who want you to arrest the restaurant owners, the ones who want you to shut down the gyms, are the ones who want to defund the police. Yeah, but the problem is that they're, they're not the, – the cops aren't the boss. The chiefs are the boss, and chiefs are just a bunch of political hacks for the most part too because chiefs are appointed by hack mayors, and they have to kiss ass and have the right kind of pedigree in order to get these jobs. And so they just – they're just – I mean, look how many police departments the chief of police knelt for Black Lives Matter. Like in Webster, you had a guy face right. down, face completely down. emasculate himself, and those are the kind of people that become police chiefs. It's it's sickening, and I hear a lot of people say this, and I understand why they say, "Screw it, stop listening to these people, open your businesses," and that's all well and good. But I know business. I know a you know, good friend who owns a hair salon. I had had really good friends who owned a gym, and it's easy to say. It's easy for you or I to say, "Just open your business," and then when they come in and shut you down and fine you five thousand dollars, and you don't have the money, I mean, it is. Well, people are very, it is difficult. It is difficult to fight City Hall in this case, even though City Hall is a bunch of friggin' tyrants, and you are, and, and your livelihood uh, is hanging in the balance. It's easy to say just open up, but then when the sheriffs come in and shut you down, your life becomes even more difficult. Right, exactly. I mean, so that's why people need to. I mean, I'm sure this place in in Staten Island. I'm sure they've gotten a lot of financial donations in the last 48 hours because, and that's essentially kind of the model that I have is like you know, make, put yourself out there as the guy who's fighting for freedom and people will support you. They want to support you because they want, they know that this is an attack on them. This is an attack on the customers who can't go into right. the bar and order the food. Cause and, why not? They're free. Why can't they go do that? Right. It's an attack on personal choice on freedom. It's like you, you can go in there. You're smart enough to, you know, social distance or, you know, wear your mask or, you know, sanitize your hands. You don't need, Andrew Cuomo or Bill de Blasio, that friggin' moron to tell you how to live your life. Eventually people have to stand up and say, this is an attack on, you know, personal Liberty. But anyways, a couple more things I want to get to turtle boy, before you go back and see who else has canceled you today. Who's, who's next. What's the next big tech company come after you? 
probably Stripe, I'm going to guess. That would be <laughs> That's right. Has, what's his name apologized yet, by the way? Has he has he fallen on the sword like the Denver guy? Has Adler apologized or no? I don't know. Is he still in Cabo? He must- it's funny because funny he, he seems like he could have a real good snowball effect, right? Because he, he threw a, a 20-person wedding the night before for his daughter. That's and right. that's the one that would have been the easy, you know, way up of an apology the Cabo thing there's, there's nothing he could do with the Cabo now, how, can I ask how did they find out that's, uh, that's a great question we're not, I don't know uh, well, you doing the private jet thing that's like premeditation yep. that's like I can't fly you know uh, commercial because people will see me at the airport somebody get a picture of me I know this so I have no choice but to do private and then he did it from there they must have recognized like the background or something like somebody must have noticed well, that. I, I saw it there's a big TV it looks like a big suite that he's in but uh, I don't know but he's a Democrat so he doesn't have to apologize he doesn't have to worry about losing his seat it is amazing that, you know, poor people, working people, you know, whatever, like waitresses, and they'll forgive him for it because he's a Democrat and he hates Trump and uh, they'll they'll move on. But uh, I, need you to, I need you to catch Charlie Baker doing something that my life's not not going to give not going to be complete until Charlie joins that list of lying, hypocrite, liberal a-holes. But uh, I um I do follow Aubrey Huff on Twitter. I do. And I know let's he's talk good. He's a good, crazy, you know, I guess you dumb conservative, but he's a conservative. He, he yeah. takes it to another level. He's like, he's like Kurt Schilling. If Kurt Schilling were, you know, drunk, um, he is the patriarchy. He'd gladly tell you that like, <laughs> he's an old, he's a right wing redneck, uh, who tweets, whatever pops into his head and does not care. You know, he swears, he attacks people. I'm surprised he's still up there, but yesterday, He tweeted this, Aubrey Huff tweets, I never understood as a man why you would date or marry a single mother if you are single with no kids of your own. Seems to me he doesn't feel he has options or doesn't value himself as a man. I'd I'd feel like I was a backup plan helping raise another man's kids. Now he got, you want to talk about ratioed, look at that one, 17,000 responses, 5,000 likes, 7,000 retweets. I mean, he's, he's got, he's got a following, man. He's got 239,000 followers. His uh, bio says uh, two times world, two time world series champ pro God, America guns, whiskey, and toxic. Can we talk about his tweet? Like let me down his tweet because I, let me defend Aubrey Huff here. If you will. I was counting on you. Cause I can't defend that. Okay. I never he had just stopped after the first part. I would I, I would not disagree. And I think most people would agree. I've never understood as a man why you would date or marry a single mother if you're single with no kids in your own. To me, that is 100% accurate. Like if you're a single dude, why would you want to marry a chick that has baggage? Particularly if you want to have kids yourself, you haven't had kids yet. Wait, whoa, you know whoa. she ain't going to want to have kids because she's already been there, done that. She's not looking to start round two. This is, you're not a lion prize. Well, um, you know, some of, my, some of my best friends have done that. And I'll tell you why. First of all, what if she's hot? What if she's really great? I mean, what if she's you love her? She's probably not. What if you love her? What if Kaylee McEnany's husband died tomorrow and she was looking for love? Okay, that's a little different. But these are extreme. These are extreme circumstances. Okay, uh, it's absurd. It's like everything else, as as Woody Allen said. Okay, heart, okay. Wants, heart wants. I think that the ideal situation for people that are divorced or whatever. So you got two kids. If I, you know, God forbid anything like that happen, right? Like I would want like. 
it would be ideal, so much easier to find a woman who already has two kids because you got a lot in common that way. You know, you, you don't have a lot in common if the guy's never had kids and the woman has. There's a big divide there, no? So what if he loves her? Do you think he should say, no, I don't want it, that baggage. I need to find someone with no kids. I mean, it just, yes. the, world, the world doesn't work that way. I think that's a reasonable thing to say. I don't, the, wor the world does work that way. What if, what if the kids are great kids? What if it's one kid? And, and oh you yeah, champ, yeah, we throw the ball around the backyard. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, yes. Twelve kid. I'd like to be a stepdad. I'd like to sign up for that. No. Okay. No guy, if given the choice between a woman with kids and a woman without kids, would pick the woman. That's not what we're talking about. We, it's not, okay, here's your choice. Oh, I'll take the kids. It's like, this woman is, is awesome. I love her. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to love her kid too. That's the way the world works. I, I, it never crossed my mind that you would see someone you're attracted to her. You, you know, she's attracted to you, which is important. And you hit it off great. And then you say, oh, she's got a six-year-old kid at home. I got to move on. I can't deal with that. I mean, no, I mean but, but, that's, but I'll take your point. I mean, you're, you're an insane person, Turtle Boy. But uh, yeah, you agree the, fact that, the fact that you you wouldn't do it because you value yourself? Like, what? That's, that's, what, that's what I mean. Just stop at the first yeah, part. It, it just stopped at the first part. I think a lot of people, I'm a, I ne I'll never understand as a man why you would date or marry a single mother if you're single with no kids of your own. That last caveat there. Would, can, I, 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 I'm, can I answer that? I mean, again, what if she's really great? What if you love her? Is that That's the answer. I guess so. I mean, I guess so. It could happen. But let, let's not act like it's not in a, a, a less ideal situation, if you're a single, if, what if you want to have kids? If you want to have kids and you have a woman and you meet a woman who's got an eight and a 10 year old, right? You know, she's not like, like, why would she want to just start over again? Like pop out more kids. That's unlikely to happen, Jerry. It's a better thing. If you want to have kids to meet a woman who hasn't had kids yet. So, so if you meet her again, if you meet her and she's, she's awesome and you love her, you're supposed to like dump her because she has a kid. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, that's not what I'm saying at no all. Wonder no wonder everyone's canceling you. I'm going to, I'm going to, if you want to have kids and the woman has two grown kids already, they're like 10 and 12. Do you think she wants to start over for the most part? I don't know. That's maybe, maybe not. Odds, I don't are, know. Less, odds are less than if a, if you meet a single woman with no kids, that's just a fact. Like that's not being sexist. So if you love her and you end up marrying her, should you treat those kids like your own? Or you should say, ah, I'm no. not. I'm not raising someone else's kids, as Aubrey Huff says. No, that's where he should have stopped. Then he gets ridiculous. The rest of the tweet is absurd when he starts talking about. I feel like I was a backup plan helping raise. That's just like okay, dude, chill out, relax. You should have stopped. You know, that's not how the world works. I mean, people get divorced and they have kids and other people. I mean, I you right. know people like that. Um, people in my family, good friends, they get divorced. They find other women. They find other men. They get married. They they. They learn to live with the kids that, you know, aren't their own. They learn to love yeah. them. They learned, yes, they do. They play catch with them in the yard. They do. And oftentimes, I feel like, let's do a study. I, I would bet you this, Jerry. I bet you that most people, most men who move on to a woman who already has kids, most men, they already have kids themselves. That is a more that is a more ideal situation if you already have kids yourself to find a woman who has kids. No, you don't think you have more in common with the person. Yes, like yes, uh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. My brother just got engaged. He's in his fifties, and uh, our first question was, you know, she got kids because he has, he does, and he's divorced. And it was like, no, she doesn't. I was like, 
Wow, that's wild. Someone, Even the woman why are we why are we debating fifty percent of the tweet? The the reason the tweet is offensive right, is because right. you're saying you don't value he you wouldn't value yourself if you if you would date a woman and with you wouldn't want to raise another man's kids, which is absurd. <laughs> Look at a guy like uh, Adam Schefter who married a widowed uh, for, uh, the husband. He died in nine eleven. You know, yeah, right. he's, he's a story. What's wrong with raising someone else's kids if, like, the father is a deadbeat and you're coming in and you can right. be father? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, good. That's, good. That's, that is good. A we, found, we found some common ground. We yeah. agree that's idiotic. And I mean, I give him credit again. Aubrey Huff, if you don't follow him, tweets insane stuff like that all the time. Maybe not that insane, but he tweets like the first draft and never reads it over, edits it, just sends out whatever pops into his head. And gets in trouble, and you know he calls himself the future governor of California. I don't think that's going to happen. And not to hurt him. I've looked around. I wanted to see what spawned the tweet, and I haven't seen anything. It, it was done at eleven twelve a.m. in the morning. So unless he DVR'd the Bachelor and yeah. he has kids, and I don't know about it, I don't know where the hell this one came from. I mean, don't you feel like as a woman, right? Like if you were a woman that had kids, I feel like most women that have kids would prefer a man. Who has kids himself? Probably. Would you think? Yes. Um, That's, what's wrong with saying that? That's <laughs> just a fact. Like that is I'm, the. I'm going to tweet, tweet this. I'm going to tweet this out now. It's hard to tweet it out without looking like you're, uh, you know, endorsing. Retweets aren't endorsements. Um, um, but I'm going to tweet this out and say that Turtle Boy is 100 on Aubrey Huff's side on this. Um, but anyway, um, let's see if we can agree on one thing before we go here. On uh, Colony has to go celebrate his birthday how old are you now 35 i know oh i saw someone who could be president now you could oh, yeah right Sapchit yeah. did that yeah Sapchit. how about that colin in 2024 what do you think of that i gotta find i gotta find a running mate you know i i'll, I'll think this through i gotta think this through um, you gotta pick a side i feel like he's a fence sitter i am a fence sitter i assume you guys like rocky right you like rocky movies i'm not going to debate which is best sequel and which is best you know the opponent and all that but we all like Rocky one. Did you like Rocky one? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. One of the great movies ever made. I say this all the time. My favorite sports movie is remember the Titans. I like Hoosiers. Rocky one is top five and it, and it had an unbelievable impact. I like I mean, kicking and screaming. That's my favorite sports movie. What's that? Kicking and screaming is my favorite sports movie. Oh, there, is that Will Ferrell? It's a great movie. Um, uh, anyway, uh, today's the 41st, 40, fourth anniversary of uh, the day uh, Rocky hit the screens. Um, and it was amazing. It had an impact on everybody. It was an amazing, simple, inspirational movie. But this annoys me. In the tweet, I think our friend, the Radio Watch, Boston Radio Watch, tweeted this out. Uh, it's rated second best sports movie by the American Film Institute. And I'm just going to, if you guys haven't seen this yet, you want to guess what number one is of best sports movie? Again, my choice is Remember the Titans. I would put Hoosiers at number two. I got, you know, I like sports movies. Um, I love football. I love Friday Night Lights. I love football movies in general. But would you care to guess what the American Film Institute, keep in mind, they're probably as pompous as they sound, thinks is the best sports movie. Have they made a movie about Megan Rapinoe yet? <laughs> that's a good. I would have thought. Okay, this this is temporary. Then once they make yeah. the Megan Rapinoe story or the Sarah Fuller story, let's be yeah, honest. So Sarah you know, story. I mean, they made movies about Jackie Robinson. They might as well make one about Sarah Fuller. But would you care to guess which is number one? Which is ridiculous. But anyway, number one. Tell me. I was going to say Hoosiers, but you just said no. So I don't, I don't know. The replacements with Keanu Reeves, a great movie. 
Um, um, raging, raging Bull, number one, which is ridiculous. Why is that ridiculous? I saw it the other day, and I'm just going to say it's good, but it's so overrated. It's so dark. It's and it's so raging Bull is that is his best performance. It's in, uh, no, his best performance is Cape Fear when he when he when he hides under the car and, and goes on the boat and he fr- like me. De Niro's best movie of all time in any okay. genre. I disagree, Turtle Boy. Okay, I disagree. There's never those moments where you're just cheering and you feel good, like most sports movies. It's heavy. It's a heavy movie. It's about his home life. It's so depressing and it's redundant and it's dark. Obviously, it's black and white. And Joe Pesci is great, but it's not De Niro's best performance. When he's fat, by the way, he doesn't even look like he looks like a guy with a fat suit and a fake nose. I mean, you're crazy if you. you Like, so you like smiles and sunshine movies? You don't like. Like this movie's too serious for me. This movie's too. Well, you just said you liked Rocky. Is that a Smile and Sunshine movie? I mean, he doesn't I, even. He I doesn't like even win. He I don't think win. Rocky's one of the greatest sports movies of all time. I think Remember the Titans is a billion times better than Rocky. Uh, remember the Titans is a million times better than Rocky. Yes, I agree. Not a yes. million times, but it's better. It's a movie like that. You know, you don't know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like you know exactly how Rocky's going to end. No. Right. Let's let the birthday boy uh, uh, settle. Oh, let me guess. You haven't seen it. I've seen. Oh, I've seen. I've seen Rocky. I'm not. I just wasn't into it. Rocky. It was kind of later. Raging Bull is oh, Raging Bull is better than Rocky. No, no, no. Raging, Raging Bull is way better than Rocky. I don't right? even. I don't even put Raging Bull on my top sports movie list. That's, that's good. Bull. Good. All right, Colin and I find some common ground. Turtle yeah, Boy, I'm glad they found you. You have no art, artistic. Oh, no, don't get into the artistic. <laughs> I mean, first of all, Miracle is the best sports movie of all time. Oh, good point. Miracle, Miracle. Miracle. You know what? I'm going to make my top five as we sit here right now. It's going to go. Remember the Titans. Um, Hoosiers, Miracle, um, um, oh, Eddie, and, and Rocky. <laughs> and both <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I used to say this, that Eddie's the worst sports movie ever made. And I saw it on a plane, so I was kind of trapped. And it's so bad, you're just in awe of how bad it is. You're in awe that they made a movie. I know Celtic Pride was bad, and the Fenway movie with Jimmy Fallon sucked. But when you watch this movie, Eddie, where Whoopi Goldberg coaches the Knicks, you're in awe of how bad it is and how it got made, even though it's so freaking bad. Would you agree? You're looking at it and you're going, oh, my God, somebody in Hollywood invested in this, paid these people, took the time to make this piece of absolute garbage. This should be a remake is Knicks? Is that what happens in that movie? Whoopi coaches the Knicks. Yes. That's yes. Enough. And like that. That is the plot. That that was like. <laughs> well, I have an idea. Whoopi coaches the Knicks, and guess what? She's got sass and girl power. <laughs> and, and I don't even remember the end, but I'm going to guess she won. Just a guess yeah. that they won. I'm guessing that somehow in that movie, the players overcame their misogynistic tendencies to not want a female coach because they respected her. I'm guessing that's right. the plot. I'm going to say I didn't love Raging Bull. I don't put it on my all-time best. It's overrated, but it's better than Eddie. All right, it's better than Eddie. <laughs> okay, good. We remake that with uh, Fitzy. Fitzy <laughs> takes over the – Fitzy uh, coaches the Patriots in, in 2022. I mean, I can't even stand looking at Whoopi or like for two seconds on a clip from the view. Oh, or on, the worst. You know, she's she's lighting the Christmas tree at uh, Rockefeller Plaza or Center uh, this on the next show. By the way, I watched that last night because remember the football game – got bumped by the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Plaza and um, a bunch of people singing Christmas songs. So I left the TV on and it was as bad and as stupid as you could imagine. The Rockettes 
came out and danced with masks on. The Rockettes all had masks on, and they were like sequined masks. But anyway, you guys missed that? Did you miss I that? Saw, I saw my kids were watching it. I'm like, this is not a parade, children. This is a disgrace. I, Turtle Boy, I'm, my condolences about pay, PayPal and anything else and anyone else who's canceled you, but uh, keep us updated. You are fighting the good fight. We are uh, hopefully everybody's rooting for you, even the uh, even our liberal friends out there who don't particularly like you. The idea that you can be canceled, <clears throat> just canceled, is scary. So, uh, Good luck with that, brother. I'm serious. Good luck with it. I don't know. Anyone that wants to donate to you, what should they do? Send you cash? Yeah, we'll have to figure out a money order or something. I'll get a P.O. box. We'll figure it out. You can can check him out at tbdailynews.com. Check out his work. See if the reason that everybody has gone is is after him is trying to cancel him and ruin his life. You can read all about it on tbdailynews.com. All right, Turtle Boy, have a good weekend. Uh, Cullinan, you got uh, anything special planned? I know I asked you this earlier, but I'm serious. No. Most 35-year-old guys, you know, with young kids, they have that one special night every year. It's their birthday where the little lady takes good care of them. No. But yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, now, now I'm just in the mood to watch like Tin Cup or something. You put me in a sports movie. So. I like Tin Cup. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a. Tin, I love Cheech. Cheech Marin steals the movie. I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just I'll grab my bottle of Pink Whitney and watch Tin Cup and go to sleep and wake up. And there you go. Will, you, will your wife let you have some, you know, me time? Do you get to just drink alone? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, go to bed and I'll just stay up and, and drink. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay stay up past my bedtime of eight. Are you having a uh, socially distanced birthday party? Is the family coming over? Neighbors? Anybody? No, no. Yeah, no. We are abiding by. You mean you know me? I listen to the rules and I abide by them. So we are not. We will. I was going to say you could take them all to the Legacy Club, but you lost all our passes. So you can't <laughs> I lost, yes, yes, and I'll still fight to the death about the second one. So okay, you're not really sticking to that lie, are you? Come on. Why? Why is my why is my quote unquote lie any different from your potential of losing it on your own? Oh, did he? Leave? First of all, um, I don't lose things. Secondly, you said you put it on the windshield. Of yeah, my but you car. didn't. You didn't put the second time. You didn't put the card in an envelope like you did the first time. So yeah, I don't care about envelopes. You said you put it under the wiper of my car, right? Correct. Well, now I, put I know it you're lying. You know, I know you're lying. How? I didn't, I didn't use my car. Okay, so that's my that's my point. I didn't know if you you could have grabbed it and put it somewhere. There is no difference between grabbed you think it. I'm what do you mean grabbed it. I had never touched it. I asked you where it was. If I grabbed it, why would I ask you where? You it don't was? think you could have forgotten just grabbing it, putting it in your pocket? Not that I took it off my windshield and and put it in my wallet. No, I couldn't have forgotten. I don't know. I'm just telling you. I'm not lying. I'll tell you. If you were my child, I would say just say you lost it and we move on. Uh, no, because I'm going back at you saying, I don't believe I did. I, I mean, you know, I, you didn't. And and by the way, you lost the first no, one. I think right? that my fault deliberately too. lying. No, that one I did lose. That's fair. That's hey, fair. I think uh, here's what we can agree on. You're, you, you should continue to look for it because you, you had it. You lost it. Well, I'm continuing. I, I continually look for the first one, and I don't believe I had anything to do. Why with wouldn't you continue to look for the second one? It's the because same the, thing. It's the first one I know that I lost. The second one I don't know if you lost yet. That's the yes, thing. Yes, you do. You know that. I, I don't know why. No, you won't. So give you it think I walked out to my car, took it out from under the uh, windshield wiper, and no, somehow see, 
See, I'm not like you. I'm not like you. I'm not like black and white. I think that there could be other things that happen. I have no idea. You could have grabbed it, forgot about it. Anything could have could have happened. I just remember going back there. That's what I told you. I saw a guy the second time who I was scared shitless of. So I I ran from into my uh, out of my car and back to the car. So I remember yeah, that. You are, I've heard that about you. You are an unusually good liar. But anyway, um, why would I be keep looking? Liar? Keep looking for it. Is this true? I just saw this. I'm looking at twitter that uh dr fauci is time man of the year is that true oh somebody God. is uh going nuts oh so that's the the, to- the nominees we did we went through the other day all yeah, the- he was a nominee and i'm trying yeah. to find out if this is confirmed or are they just assuming he's going to win it because let's face it the guy's been amazing he's been he hasn't been wrong about anything but uh it is common. Like, there's like no, there's no process to that, right? It's just basically who are people talking about. So you can be, you oh, can be the greatest good. person in the world, or you could be the most evil. And at the end of the day, too, the most talked about person was Trump. You know, and I know he's the he, all right. There's no year where he couldn't win it where it would make sense. That's ridiculous. But you're probably right. If it's the biggest newsmaker, I could see give it to Fauci. I mean, Cuomo was a freaking finalist. Um, but um, if it is right, if that's just the biggest newsmaker, you can be a bad guy. You can be Hitler. Hitler won it. Yep. Stalin won it twice, so I guess if um, if you're the biggest newsmaker, give it a Fauci, give it a Cuomo, give it a BLM, or uh, any of these. Oh no, no, wait a second. Oh, they have a kid of the year. They named the kid of the year some 15 year old scientist. That's amazing that it's not Greta Thunberg, but it looks like a a Greta Thunberg uh, wannabe, but a kid of the year who 15 uh, year old inventor who use technology to tackle the big issues. Oh, I can't wait to read that one. But it sounds exciting. All right, Cullinane, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Such Don't a nice enjoy day. it. Don't let, me know find, let me know if you find the second pass, all right? Let me know. Uh, you know you lost it. Just say you lost it. I can live with it. I you do know. not believe. I do not believe yeah. I did. And, I, and by the way, if I'm a good liar, I got to start utilizing it more. So that's a that's, that's true. That's You're not that, that I want to. I'll say this. You give it your best shot a lot, but sometimes <laughs> you pull it off. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks to uh, DCU and Shea Concrete and Allied Paving and Flagship. And thanks to Cullinane, the birthday boy. You can wish him happy birthday on Twitter. He's not a birthday guy, but he would love to hear from you. Yeah, right? sure. I'll certainly retweet it. I'll certainly reply to it. All you fans. Uh, will, yeah, he will reply. He gets back to everybody. But uh, right, enjoy it, Cullinane. Thanks. I'm uh, Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. We will talk to you again real soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.